So what is today's topic? Uh, how about we start with the no karma? Yeah. Om namo one thing uh, <coughs> just wanted to correct here we should not use om in naukar mantra because in original naukar mantra om is not there so we should not alter anything by adding anything into Naukar Mantra. Okay. So that was told by uh, one of the Sadhu Maharaj that uh, we should not add Om in Naukar Mantra. Oh, okay. So we've previously discussed how Jainism can help you with big problems like the death of a loved one your own aging, accepting your own mortality, <coughs> fixing your relationships, taming your monkey mind, forgiving others, getting you through a pandemic, I remember that one very well, and getting you through a freeze, I don't know if you remember that one, and so on. But those events, though big and catastrophic, are generally few and far between. That is, the majority of your life is not comprised of those events. Rather, the majority of your life is comprised of small problems that you work through every day. So since we talked about the big problems, let's talk about the small problems. Uh, how can Jainism help us get through the small problems that we experience every day? Let's talk about the Jainism aspect and let's talk about solutions that have nothing to do with Jainism at all too. So I'll go first. Uh, I have a small problem of choosing healthy foods, right? Uh, it's always a matter, it's always a kind of a fight in my mind to choose the healthy food. And one way I've been able to help combat this problem is by Jainism. That is, I realize I'm not a body, I'm a soul. And so I shouldn't focus on food for my body's sake. I should focus on food for my soul's sake. And I should think about using a food being fuel for the body and nothing else, right? The only thing I want to do is just give me enough energy to get through to the next day. And then I can worry about important things that are not my body, that is my soul. What does it mean when we say, don't dwell in the body? Does anybody know what that means? Don't indulge in bodily pleasure, pleasure, right? Right, that's a part of it. Right. You get attached to a food and then you crave for that, I guess. Right. And you go an extra step to get to that craving, right? I like coffee, like tea is my craving in the morning, right? Right. So doing Panjoshan, like I did Vyasana, so I tried to like tea. And then happened that after congestion, I had this, I grew lactose intolerance, so I cannot drink tea now. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
Thanks for everybody just joining us. We're talking about how Jainism can help us get through the small problems that we go through every day. Did you get a headache when you stopped drinking tea in the morning? It was a headache, but it was like a, a something that I couldn't explain what it was. Lethargic and just I couldn't yeah. focus. And I think it was just my mind or my body getting over my mind. And then once I went to work and got busy, nothing happened. But as soon as five, six o'clock, oh, I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I, I missed that morning rush of caffeine. Yeah, sure. It's like a brain fog that your yeah. caffeine helps right. clear because caffeine is a stimulant, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's right. So, don't dwell in the body means our mindset shouldn't be always thinking about the body. Oh, what can I eat next? What can I, how, when can I get, um, you know, when can I sit down next? When can I do this? Our, instead, our mindset should be that we are a soul. Don't dwell in the body just means believe you are a soul right. and live your life according to that belief. And if you don't believe you're a soul yet, you got to fake it till you make it. You got to act like you believe you're a soul until it becomes a habit that you start believing you're a soul. Uh, one of the epiphanies that I had was when I asked everybody here whether they believe they're a soul or not, and not many people raised their hand. And the number one way you can jumpstart increasing the quality of your life is by believing you're a soul or faking believing you're a soul until you start to believe it. So one of the ways to choose healthy foods is to break the connection between taste and pleasure. And that's extremely hard because your body is hardwired to do that. But it is possible. It is just like we can... I don't know if you've experienced this, but you can kind of wean yourself off of a diet that you had when you were a kid of very high sugar foods or high, I'll give you an example, like candy or potato chips. They're designed to blow your taste buds right off, right? And as you become an adult and you realize what good food is, when you start to eat what you liked before as a kid, you realize, you, you, you start to say to yourself, how could I have ever liked that? You know, it's so nasty. I don't understand how, how I could have eaten all of that when I was a kid or like a very sugary cereal, right? In that same way, you can break the connection between taste and pleasure. You can, if you realize that food is fuel, you can eat your broccoli, you can eat your spinach, you can just eat your raw vegetables, just like that, because you just want to get it over with and go on to the next thing. We don't want to, we have, we make a lot of rituals about food, right? We sit down, we have all our stuff at the table, everybody sits down together. It's a very ritualistic <laughs> process, right? But if we, we could, don't have to do any of that, right? We could just sit at the table, eat our food and get up and get on with our life, right? So that's one of the ways we can do that. Anybody else have any thoughts about that? How can we... How can we help ourselves with this small problem of choosing healthy foods? One thing that has nothing to do with Jainism at all, at all is, I'm sure you've heard of, is to just keep the unhealthy foods out of your house, right? That's the easiest thing to do. You don't want to uh, try to think yourself, have, make yourself have a lot of willpower at your refrigerator door or at your pantry door. It's easy to do it at your front door. Another thing that we can do uh, that has nothing to do with Jainism is to make a list, okay? Make a list of everything you eat every day. Even if you don't act on the list, I guarantee it will help you. Just the simple act of making the list 
will help you. Uh, because you'd be surprised at what you eat every day and what you eat without thinking. Yes, we have a question. Okay, another suggestion would be to simplify the, the variety of foods that, that you eat or you build off of. So you have like the, the Chipotle or you know, whatever concept. You have a few basic staples and bases that, um, that are your, your go-tos. And you're not, you, know, you don't have all this Right, exactly. Just like we simplify our wardrobe, we can simplify our food selection so we can break that connection. How, how, how many of you can eat the same thing every day? <laughs> so here's your challenge, right? See how long you can go eating the same thing every day. And if you can go your entire life doing that, you should do that. Your life will become better by doing that. Hey, come on in. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. We're talking about how Jainism can help solve our small problems that we experience every day. We've already talked about very big problems, so I thought we'd take today to discuss very small problems. So something that has uh, worked for me is take uh, home-cooked food to office. Right. And, and that really helps because if I don't think I will go and eat the most unhealthiest food available <laughs> in the cafeteria, right? So once you have that, you don't have choice but to just eat that. Right. Another problem I have is getting angry while driving, this road rage stuff. Um, I, I, you know, that it happens for a lot of reasons. First, we feel like others should treat us how we treat them. So when that doesn't happen, we get angry. If we feel like people are breaking the rules when we're following the rules, it, then we get angry, right? So we, in this class, we have an open challenge. That is, give me a scenario where anger is not directed at the self. Because the cause of anger is the mismatch between expectation and reality. And so every time we get angry, we're always getting angry at ourselves. So I again ask you guys to give me a scenario where anger is not directed at yourself. I'm renewing the challenge. That's deep. I, I think it's very hard to find a scenario where you can blame somebody else. It's like exactly you said, it's our expectations, right? Right. Like driving on 59, going to downtown, it's a nightmare. But I always tell, even I was telling, I have 11 year old, like, Daddy, he just cut you. That's okay. Maybe he has something better to do. Right. We have no rush to go anywhere. Right. Stick in your lane. Take it easy. Listen to your music. Change your thought. Right. You know, just change music or change a channel on the radio station. Because if you indulge again in that road rage or that thought mm -hmm. that he just cut me off, how can he do that? Let me show him. Just a effect, right? A rolling effect. Right. I have a very recent experience uh, uh, because I came to Houston uh, just two, three weeks back and I had to apply for my driving license. And uh, my earlier license was expired, so I have to start all the process again. And here in Texas, you have to go through six hours of reading compulsory and then give a written test and then go for a road test. 
and I had to literally go and read all the pages, six hours of pages. And when I read it and they were showing some videos, YouTube videos in that learning, and it was reinforcing the message so well that, uh, and it was talking about road rage, you know, texting while driving and everything with a, such a nice video and messages. And then I realized that yes, this is, so what I decided is I have saved those lessons with me. I know sometime when we read these lessons, maybe it will effect, we will keep in mind for one month, two month, three month, down the line, four month, we will again forget and we'll come back to our normal stage. So I've decided that I'm going to read these lessons at least thrice in a year so that that will keep in my mind that I don't have to overspeed. I have to keep my mind cool while I'm driving on the road. I don't have to get trapped in the road rage. So one way to tackle this, uh, keep these kind of lessons where they are available, uh, read it at regular frequency. So that will reinforce in your mind that yes, you have to focus on these things. Because such things, you know, their effect loses after some time if you don't uh, read it or reinforce it. Yeah, you need to keep refreshing. Yeah, so you have to keep reminding your mind that yes, you have to drive within a speed limit. You have to, uh, if somebody is angry on you, let them go first. You don't have to go first. All these things were told in that. Right. And it was very effective. Believe me, after that reading, I am very conscious about uh, driving below the speed limit written on the road, uh, not using my phone at all while I'm driving and it is really <coughs> effective. And I have decided that the moment I feel that I'm not following it, I'm going to read that six hours of learning again. Right. And so that also applies to Jainism. A lot of us only think about Jainism on Sundays and we, it's like, it's like we get a little shot of it and we say, okay, I'm going to apply Jainism to my life. And then we have to go have lunch and have dinner and we forget about it. We get trapped in the routine and then we kind of forget about it throughout the week. And then Sunday comes and we're like, oh, Jainism, I forgot about Jainism, right? And so uh, a lot of it applies to that uh, as well. And so that's very good. That's a very good thought. Um, other, tell me about your problems. What small problems do you have? Um, that Jainism can help with. Oh, the last point on this anger thing is that remember that ahimsa is more than just physical violence. Ahimsa is verbal violence and mental violence. And you are doing himsa when you curse out the car on the road, when you get upset that you're cutting him off and you think violent thoughts about that person. We often forget that uh, because we think we like to think we're good people, right? But I know you can do better. I know you guys don't do physical violence at all in your life, aside from eating, which is mandatory. Um, and we like to think we're good people. So we like to think, oh, we got that covered. But we don't have a himsa covered because it includes mental violence and violence for speech as well. So tell me about the small problems you have in your life. And uh, let's talk about it. Now, I have issue with anger management. Mm -hmm especially within my family. I have a dual face, you know, outside world, people will think, oh, I'm a very calm, cool person. But uh, when it comes within my family, they, they'll think, you know, I'm, 
I I get angry very fast, and I have started realizing it that anger is not going to help anything. It's only harming me only. Right. But yeah, anger management is something is a bigger problem. I mean, I would not call it small problem. Yeah, it is a problem. Right. Does anybody have any help for Amish? How can Jainism, or even any anything have nothing having to do with Jainism at all? Has anybody experienced this? Not regularly exercising, or not doing exercise regularly. Right. That's that's the number one issues, uh, especially when you break the routines. If you are every day sleeping at ten thirty, waking up at five, doing your work, exercise is fine. The day you go past that, next day you slack off, right? Right. So that piece is always there. So what we do is we put our blood report out and say this was the last time. <laughs> Inspirational. Go and do the work, right? So eight out of ten times it doesn't work, but uh, right. Not every time. So you have given yourself a physical manifestation of mindfulness. So when you see that, then you know what the right thing to do is. Right. Same thing works for the going outside and eat versus choosing something you already have it in your pantry. Just right. because you're tired, you don't want to just go outside and eat. Right. So can we introduce some physical manifestation of mindfulness into your home that when you see it, you remember to calm yourself down, to not get angry at your family, to um, understand that, to try and put yourself in the position of your children. What could be it? What could be it? What could be a physical manifestation of mindfulness that we could put in the home to achieve our goals? It's and where should we like put it? Like a word to you or something like that. Okay. Art and we about art or something like that. Right. That when you see it, you see the calmness and the. First, you have to believe that that Murti or the art brings calmness, and then when you see that, you become more calm. Right. So, can we put some art in your home or a small, you know, statue of Mahavir in your home in some <laughs> high traffic place that when you look at it, you remind yourself of your goal. Can it be something you can put on your body? Can it be some kind of um, bangle or watch or some kind of something like that you can put on your body? And every time you look at it or every time you feel it, you can remind yourself of your goals, whatever they may be, whether it's being more calm, whether it's exercising, choosing the right, uh, deciding to choose the right thing to do. Um, I think that's a really powerful tool, is if we use a physical manifestation of mindfulness that will alert us. You know, uh, one small problem I, that I have is spam phone calls. Uh, I use my phone number for everything, you know, I fill it out on forms. I used to use my landline, but then when I got rid of that, I would put my cell phone and I got a lot of spam calls. I used to get so angry about it. And one of the things that I do now it really works. Now I love getting spam calls. <laughs> do you know why? You talk to them? No, I do not talk to them. <laughs> I answer them, put them on mute, and then just let it go like that. Right, that, I, I is, one, that is one way. Uh, that is a very popular way. People have said that that works to stop getting spam calls. You answer the phone, but you put it on mute right yeah. away, and you yeah. don't say anything. And then after about a minute or two minutes or whatever, you just leave it. Right. They'll hang up. 
and in their system they'll put it as a non-working number. So that's a non-Jainism way to handle that small problem. But why do I love getting spam calls now? You made them money, I guess. <laughs> it is my own audio mindfulness technique. I have transferred it. I now I love getting spam calls, especially when I'm working, because every time I do it and every time I click the button like that. I think, am I doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing? Am I distracted right now? Am I working right now? You know, a lot of times I'm like not working and I'm like, ah, I got to get back to work. You know, uh, am I doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. And I have, you know, people, people pay for this. Do you know that people pay to have like a mindfulness timer app, right? Where every like three times a day it pings you and says how are you doing or like oh did you meditate today people pay for that but I use my spam calls to do that and so now I have turned it around successfully this is a success story from my life of how to use Jainism to avoid these small problems I actually don't do any of that I don't block it or anything like that anymore and you know what I noticed I don't get as many as I'd like right now anymore. <laughs> so that is one way to this physical uh i use it as an audio mindfulness tool but if you have a visual one that's very powerful but you have to remember to do it too that's your job if for some reason you look at it like the art in your home and you never look at it anymore or you just walk by without doing the purpose then you got to move it you got to move it to a new location you got to pick a new one you got to put it on the fridge you got to do something like that but it's a very powerful tool other small problems that you notice in your life getting up early in the morning in a sense. getting up in the morning very hard yeah. right especially uh, you know that you have to so there is a cut off time mm -hmm. by which if you don't get up then everything else will get delayed so you usually try to get on that time then that means you sacrifice some of your things like you couldn't do exercise or you're just doing it for the sake of doing because you know otherwise you have to go and drop the kids to the school they'll miss the bus right. so so how do how do we get up say my cut off time is 6:30 mm -hmm. if i don't get by 6:30 then everything is screwed up so i usually keep the alarm at 6 and 6:15 and then i smooth it off and sleep until 6:30 so at 30 minutes is i think most of us go through the same uh same routine i don't know if anybody has right so ideas. does anybody have any help for sunday so what i done is i same thing i went through i changed it during covid so i keep my phone far away at the other end i have to get up and then week or two went by and i just told myself if i go back to bed i'm not going to work out right what am i going to miss so i spent 2 to 3 minutes maybe 2 to 3 minutes is long maybe a minute is thinking about it i'll just go to drink water once you do that i particularly tend not to go back to bed and then i just start my routine but keeping a phone nearby what i have realized it if i'm tired in the night i'll just charge it nearby yeah i'm going to snooze it but it's on the other side of the bedroom I have to get up, right? Well, the wife is mad now. The phone is ringing. <laughs> so, 
So I take the advantage of technology, but what I do is, let's say if my wake-up time, I'm just giving an example, is 5.30, I put my wake-up time as 5.15. So I'm allowed to 7-minute or 9-minute snoozes. So that makes me feel that, okay, I at least got my extra time, you know. And then I get up at 5.30 eventually. So something like that also helps. One thing we might want to do is also, it seems unintuitive, but we might want to get up even earlier if we have trouble getting up early. And what, I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but try it for a week. If you get up early enough to not have to rush through your morning, it's a very peaceful experience. Like you can get up, you can, you don't have to like hit the shower, get the kids, have some, wolf something down and go. If you, if you get up early enough to take a leisurely kind of morning, it, it might work for you. And it might be something that you can, you look forward to getting up because you have that leisurely time, right? One of the things that I have a problem with is that when the kids finally go to bed and I finally get all my chores done, well, that's me time, right? And I know I'm supposed to go to bed early so I can wake up early, but I don't want to because it's my time. It's the few time, the, the little time that I have for myself. They call it revenge procrastination, right? I'm doing everything for everybody else. And then when it's my time, I revenge procrastinate because I want it for myself. One of the things we can do is you can give yourself an hour every day to work on your goals, to work on your physical goals, to work on your spiritual goals, to work on your mental goals. Uh, if you don't think you can, I give you permission to work on an hour on your goals every day just for yourself. And that's not at 11 o'clock at night, okay? That's at six o'clock that's at eight o'clock in the evening give yourself one hour the the thing i hear most often is oh i can't you know you know my wife needs me my kids need me that's an excuse okay it's a very good excuse because it works because it's not you're being selfless okay but i guarantee you if you set your boundaries with your family they won't get mad at you they will adjust their life too you might think, oh, you know, that's when my wife and I connect. You know, we watch a show or something like that. If you say, no, you know, I'm going to do an hour to do this. I'm going to do this meditation or I'm going to look at my book or I'm going to do my exercise. Guess what? It's going to happen. Once your wife realizes that, she's going to be like, oh, he's going to do that. This is my hour to do this. This is my hour to do this, what I want to work on. And once your kids realize that, oh, we can't disturb dad for this time, they're going to be like, Oh, this is my hour to watch TV, or this is my hour to do something. Your family is going to adapt very, very fast, and they will not think bad about you if you take an hour to yourself every day. So if you needed that push to do it, I give you permission to take an hour for yourself every day. It's not selfish. It's not, it's working on yourself. Working on yourself is not selfish because you will be a better husband. You will be a better father if you take that because you will be present for your family. Because let's say you have to be present before that, you'll have it to look forward to after. Or if you had just completed your hour, you had know you did your work for today, you're not going to revenge procrastinate, and you'll be present for the interactions with your family. Which is, uh, a lot. I think that's another small problem that I wanted to address. A lot of times we're distracted by our phone, we don't give ourselves... The, we don't give our children the attention they need because we think their problems are small. One of the ways to work on that is to remember that they're a soul just like you. 
So when you see your kid and your kid is this tall, their soul is the same age as your soul. Maybe even older. Maybe they came out of Nigot before you did. Okay? And it's hard to see that because they're kids, right? They're kind of wrapped in a small package, right? And they're immature. Uh, but remember, their soul is exactly like yours. And so when you're treating your kids in a different manner, why? It's like you're treating yourself in a different manner. Their soul is exactly like your soul. It's not the same soul, okay? But it's exactly like your soul. It's as old as your soul. So what I want you to do is the next time you look at your children, okay? Imagine that their soul is the same age as your soul and see how that makes you feel and see if that makes you treat them differently. Okay, so other small problems you want to discuss. I have a problem. It's hard for me to relax. If I get like, if I do all my stuff, you know, and I get all my stuff on the weekend and I finally have like one hour or two hours on Sunday night, right, to myself. And I, sometimes I find myself not knowing what to do. Like, what well, did I do that? Oh, I took care of that. And I have long-term goals, but one hour isn't enough to work on that, right? I have to dedicate time to those. So it's hard for me to relax. Um, so how can I... How do you guys relax if you have just an hour on a Sunday to do something that you wanted to do? What do you do? I kind of read a book or go for bike riding. Okay. Yeah, listening to podcast. That's great. Other ways you guys relax. I break down my long-term goals into, you know, like you mentioned, want to do CFP, Certified Financial Planning, for a while. Since 2020, it's been 2022. <laughs> I haven't completed Chapter 3 yet. Right. But uh, again, whenever I get a chance, I'll open the book. Read two pages. Like you mentioned, whatever I time get, just read it. Yeah. And as soon as I read it, I become so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I break it down, you know, eventually I'll get to it. It just hasn't clicked to me yet, but um, you know, like uh, Sunday evening or Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever I get a chance, five minutes, ten minutes, I keep the book so handy, I bought three of them, that I can't miss them. <laughs> Three of the same book? Three of the you same book. in different places. Yeah, yeah. one in the office, one in the car. One in the That's bed. also. You are dedicated. <laughs> but the time has not clicked. Uh, it will come. Yeah, it will come eventually. So practicing Jainism is a great way to relax. One of the kind of misconceptions that we have is that being idle is relaxing. Being idle is not relaxing. In fact, it's stressful to you. Okay? Yeah. How we relax is we get into a flow state like of something we want to do, and we do that. And it could be something like uh, hard work. It could be like uh, people, you know, chop wood to relax. Okay? You're not being idle, but it's relaxing uh, in a way because you're in that flow state. So a, a great way to relax is to practice Jainism. And that will kill two birds with one stone, right? You're relaxing, but you're also working on your soul. If you're doing puja, if you're doing meditation, if you're doing prayer, it kind of seems like work, right? But we need to break that thing where things that seem like work aren't relaxing. Because being idle is not relaxing either. 
Um, so it's important that we understand that. Derek, just one thought. Right now, is to think about where are you relaxing from? Is it a push in a pull? Right. If you're, if you're studying, if you're in school and uh, working all day and you're reading documents or books as part of your work and that's what you want to relax from, then going home and reading a book may or may not be relaxing to you. Right. Very good point. Um, it is important to understand what kind of stress we're relaxing from, and that will give us an idea of how we should relax. Other comments or questions? This next one may not be for us, but it'll be for more for our kids. That is, um, this common small problem of being bored. I mean, we have a lot to do. I, I doubt any of us get bored. But our kids get bored all the time, right? And it's up to us to try to teach them how the coping skills to not be bored. And Jainism is a great way to do that. That is, once you start inspecting your mind, you will never be bored. Because guess what? You have a jester in front of you at all times. You have a clown in front of you at all times. And that clown is your brain, okay? Your subconscious starts feeding your conscious brain thoughts just randomly. When you start paying attention to your mind, you'll see how random it is, how uh, very loose <laughs> these connections are. You see something brown and that reminds you of the color of someone's hair and that reminds you of your ex-girlfriend and that reminds you of a certain food. Just random thoughts, right? And uh, one way to teach our kids to cope with being bored is to inspect their mind and to do this meditation. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be super advanced because they're kids, but it just has to be pay attention to what thoughts your brain is feeding you and see if they arrest your attention and try to let them go. And uh, I guarantee you, if you practice, if you get to like the very first step of meditation, just the very first step, which is the hardest, but if you just get to the very first step, which is understanding that you are not your thoughts, then you'll never be bored again and your kids will never be bored again because they'll have a clown, a monkey, whatever you want to call a jester, whatever you want to call it to dance for them at all times. Other problems that you have? No, I have a problem with meditation. Right? Mm -hmm. Every morning I get up, I promise myself I do 15 minutes meditation before I work out. I love working out. 
that 15 minutes never end. <laughs> Within five minutes, I'm so bored. <laughs> and I think about, I, I read and heard about, you know, thinking of a white light on your Gnan Kendra or paying attention to your breathing. One minute passes by, five minutes passing by. I'm like, you know what? I'm wasting time here, let's work out. Okay, so a couple of answers to that <clears throat> question. First, 15 minutes is too long. Most people can't even meditate for five minutes. So that's good for you. So shorten that up to do five minutes and then start your workout. Okay, second, uh, you have, I think you have a little bit of misunderstanding. When you, someone says to focus on your breath, that means there's a part of you that pays attention. And you can control where you pay attention to, such as you can control, you can pay attention to the feeling in your foot, you can pay attention to the feeling in your chest, uh, you can pay attention to different things. And you can also pay attention to different thoughts and see where those take you. The reason that we pay attention to the breath is because we don't want to pay attention to those thoughts. We just want to... A thought will come to you and you want to let it go without paying attention to it. And what I mean by that is without following that rabbit trail of where that thought goes. And it, the breath is just something you always have. It doesn't have to be the breath. It could be anything. It could be an object in front of you too. That is, if you pay attention to this, a thought will come and you'll realize, no, I'm supposed to be paying attention to this or your breath and you'll let it go. You won't follow it. And if you do that enough, what you'll start realizing is that those thoughts are not originated by you at all. That is, you can decide to let go of everything you've ever thought about. You're continuing to think about because that's what your brain is designed to do. Just think about things. Um, and remember, your brain is different from the thing that pays attention, which is your soul. So the purpose of the breath is to make your soul pay attention to something else other than your thoughts. And it doesn't have to be like I sit down and I close my eyes and it could just be standing up, you know, you're waiting for the coffee machine. You're just monitoring what thoughts happen. And so I think if you go with that mindset, you'll start to see a little more success. And I, I, my problem is I, I do that and I remember so many things to do. And I, I make, then I make my things to do notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I recommend you do do that because that will help you in other parts of your life. Right. Don't Because if you try to forget about the things you do, they'll just come back and you'll be worried about it. Right. So just if you need it, just have a piece of paper or your phone and just write it down and then put it down and then restart your five minute time. Okay. Yeah, and then if something more comes, then just write it yeah. down and then just restart your five minute time. Uh, so idea. shorten it up and then... It's not cheating, okay? Yeah. So don't think like it's cheating if you get up and you write something down and you get back. It's not about that at all. Right. It's not like there's these rules and I have to follow these rules and that's how I'll get... No, it's about understanding why you're doing it and then accommodating yourself to try to get to your goal. Other questions or comments about anything we talked about today before we move on to something different?
one push-up idea is so good because it masks the fact that the hardest part is not the physical exercise. The hardest part is getting down on the ground. The hardest part is making the time during the day. The hardest part is directing our car toward the gym instead of directing it home. So if we make the substance of it as easy as possible, just the one push-up, then we start working on the very, very hard parts. And once we have made those very hard parts a habit, as Shetu was saying, well, then we can do five push-ups, and then we can do 10 push-ups, and then we can do 20 push-ups, because we've already overcome the obstacle of the very hard parts of uh, the goal of here, exercise. So this one push-up idea is great, and so we should think about how we can uh, apply it to our own goals and make the hard part easier to accomplish by reducing the substance of it. That's a great idea. Okay, so we have an art project. I've assigned you guys groups for everybody that doesn't know. Last week we talked about Jane Art and we are going to put some Jane Art here in the Jane Center sponsored by us, Dad's Class, okay? And so now we don't have uh, committee heads for our three committees. And so I'd like volunteers for that, if at all possible. We can't proceed without committee heads. I've assigned you guys to groups. If you want to change groups, that's fine. If you want to drop out, that's fine too. If you don't have the time, uh, no worries there. But I would like three volunteers for the committee heads. Um, and you should be, uh, we created a new WhatsApp group. The link is in the WhatsApp group for the dads class. Are you on the group? No. Okay. Uh, can you write down your name and number? Would you like to be added to the group? Yeah. Okay, great. We'll love to have you. Um, can, if you can write down your name and number, I'll add you to the group. And I'll add you to the art class group. But feel free uh, to delete yourself from that group if you don't want to participate. No 
There's going to be no hard feelings or anything about that. We just want people who want to do it. Maybe some of you signed up last week under pressure uh, and you don't want to be part of the group. That's fine. If you drop out, that's fine too. I have no problems with that. Um, thank you so much. So what's the timeline? There is no timeline because it's. Uh, we should set a time so we right. can have some urgency, right? Smart goals. Yeah, <laughs> we should set a time. Oh, yeah, it should be a smart goal. Okay, so, very so good. I can... The, uh, if there is no head for fundraising committee, I can take up that. Great, thank you so much. We so we have one. We have our fundraising yeah. head. Huh? And but yes, you need to guide me like what exactly I need to do as a head. But yeah, I can take up that. Sure, I did. The, I I listed out the responsibilities. So if you look yeah. at those responsibilities, you should know what to do. And you can also, if you're a committee head, you can create your own group, or you can. No, actually, that wouldn't be good. Just use the group that we have. And yeah, talk with and your. We have Akash and Deepak. Right. Yeah. All right. Akash. Deepak. Deepak and Akash. Okay. Great. So here's your members. Yes. So we just want it to be uh, an online, something easy. So we have uh, online payments. So that'll be very easy and you can keep track of who's paid and not paid. My suggestion is 20 bucks from everybody. If we have 10 people, that'll be a $200 art thing. So if you were mentioning the budget, so I would budget for $200. Yeah, if, but I was thinking that rather than deciding $20 or $200 a budget, first let us decide what are we going to procure if we are going to procure one thing, two things, three things, then we can come to decision that, okay, what should be the budget? You know, if we are targeting one art or two art or three art. Sure, it's a collaboration, right? Yeah. It's a conversation so between the selection talk to committee. The selection committee, yeah. what are their thoughts, and accordingly we can decide what budget we should keep. Sure, that's one of your responsibilities. That's what he said. Yeah, minimum 200. That's what 200. Now, in 200, can we buy one art, two art, three art? We can discuss on that. Right. So, speaking of that, who wants to be in charge of the selection process? Selection, uh, what do we have? What do we call it? Selection and procurement. procurement committee yeah. of Chintan, Does anybody Does anybody want to volunteer to be the committee head for that? Who is going to be talking with Amish? Okay, does anybody want to volunteer to be on the approval and installation committee head? Okay, no problem. I'll ask online. And if uh, we don't have any volunteers, then I think the project will be sunk. So that'll be it. Um, I can't volunteer. I can volunteer. I can't be a committee head. I got to keep going with the dad's class. But uh, then it might be out of our reach. It might be too ambitious for us if we can't get volunteers. Jim. Yes. Do you want to be this? How about I'll put you as a committee head for approval and installation? Hello? Sorry, I think I... Can you hear me, Nick? Yeah, sorry. You can drop me in wherever you want. Can I make you the approval and installation committee head? Great. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that is. Okay. I, I listed the responsibilities in the group, so check out that message. All right, cool. Okay. So, uh, we just need... Uh, this is Miguel. You can... You can put me, since I'm not there physically, I was I would prefer somebody who is there, but if, if oh, I'll work with somebody who is there uh, for the selection uh, committee. Me here, thank you so much. Guess what? This is the one job where you don't have to be here. 
So you can. We're going to make the purchase online anyway. So you can be the selection uh, and procurement committee head. You just got to make sure that we deliver it to the approval and installation committee. So great. Thank you so much. Okay. So now that we have three committee heads, this project can continue. Um, so that's great. That's what we needed to accomplish today. Uh, I know some people don't know what the responsibilities are. Um, I think I did a pretty good job of sending it to everybody. Yeah. The group is called Art Project for JSH. And I sent a message. You'll have to click read more about what each committee's responsibility is. And it will be the committee head's responsibility to corral their committee. And I sent kind of the assignments for each committee. Does anybody want to change? Uh, does anybody want to drop out? Uh, no hard feelings, of course. Does anybody want to do anything like that? Um, is it for it is for this room or is it for the whole temple? Whatever. That's what we have to decide. Okay. That's one of the variables that will influence everything else about what we can get, where, how we can install it, things like that. Uh, Harvick, do you want to participate in the art program? Yeah, I want. Oh, okay, great. I'm not aware what it is, but yeah, I'll learn. With the discussion. Sure, no problem. So last week we talked about Jane art and what the purpose of art is and why we should have art and how it could increase the quality of our life. We decided one thing that would be nice to do is to buy a piece of art and install it here at the Jane Center. And so we thought that's class would be we could we thought that would be something that we could execute. Uh, and so I created these three committees, the fundraising committee, the Selection and Procurement Committee, and the Approval and Installation Committee. Um, and so uh, we're going to see if we want, if we can execute on this plan. Can I mark you down for Approval and Installation Committee? Sure. Great. Is there anything you'd rather do? No, I'll be a part of this. Okay, great. Other questions or comments about anything we talked about today? So this uh, fundraising, uh, I, we can start now and uh, then hand over that money to the procurement committee, Mihir, and he will arrange for procuring the product item. Absolutely. Right? And uh, when we say we are going to collect only within this committee, not outside the committee. <coughs> no, you can... Uh... So I think what you meant to say was only within dad's class. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're only going to be dad's class stuff. We're okay. not going to try to get stuff because what happens is if we get stuff from everywhere, we'll get a lot of money, but then they're going to want to have a say in how we spend it. Yeah. They're going to be offended how we, <laughs> Got it. They, we use so their we money. We are keeping within this group. That's right. And uh, uh, I, I can collect the money and then we, we, we three can decide you know, how we want to collect it and then we hand it over to so maybe within a week's time can we decide to finish collection of it so that uh, we can then the Mihir and the team can start working on the procurement ideas sure sounds great other questions or comments yeah and if you guys want to meet up for 5-10 minutes after we stop that would be great too yeah we can talk thank you so much for your time this week I really appreciate that Thank you. 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 Thank you.